0: Voting for Christmas All I'm saying is, if you don't vote, then you accept things as they are and can have no say over Christmas, Mona declared, basking in the gobbles of agreement from many of the turkeys in the room. As is ever the case with poultry, however, the sentiment was contentious. Trusty felt the need to give it voice. But I don't want to be taken to Christmas, he complained. I don't like it. Everyone we've ever seen leave for Christmas has disappeared, never to return. seems suspicious to me. Better the devil you know, then, Meredith. Cooped up in easy-up pens, whiling away the time, coughing and spluttering until we die. That may be a delightful existence for you, but I think a great number of us want more, which I believe lies outside this domain. If only we had the courage of our convictions to elect it. I never said I was happy with the way things are, trusty protested. I just think that there must be something else other than to risk our fate at the hands of the farmers promising us this so-called Christmas, whatever it is. Oh yes? Have you seen some other way recently? If so, do tell us. We're all ears. The ears were left hanging. That's because there is no other way! (laughs) To an eruption of laughter that deflated Trusty's spirits. Besides, he continued, did you not see how the last lot were before the farmers came for them? They were the best of us. Remember 567, the Great White? He looked well, happy even. And why? Because he was plump and shiny through good feeding. He stood strong and tall, thanks to the farmers taking him out for a while at a time, and he sang as smoothly as anyone I've ever known. A spectacular tomfau. When I last saw him, he spoke very favourably about the prospect of going to Christmas. Something about being given free rein, I believe. The murmurs of concord amongst the group were undercut by another voice. Sir, they fool you. Mixer's remark had the effect of either elevating them above the others or sitting everyone else down, depending on your perspective, all while remaining still. Nola rolled his eyes at the new challenger. Only you would see our well-fed, well-cared-for brethren and draw the least obvious conclusion from it. And only you would see a farmer feed us and think that there's nothing in it for them. Mixer shot back. Trust he understands this. Why don't you... Surely, you can't be so naive as to prefer we'd be sent to our deaths fattened and glowing about fighting for the right to be free to feed ourselves. What demagoguery? You have the nerve to gobble on about freedom from a sedentary position? Breathtaking. Have you even tried to escape? Or are you waiting for freedom to come a-knocking? Paralyzed by gales of laughter from all sides, Nixer could only stare in frustration while Nola continued to tease him. I suppose it's not come yet, because it's busy giving Christmas a bloody snoo eh? And, and how do we travel there if not by farmer? Must we carry ourselves to the promised independent Republic of Turkeys, land of unlimited grain? Mixer remained defiant in the face of Nola's provocations. Mocking me only highlights your ignorance. You may look like us, but you act as though you're something else entirely. It's bad enough to have no sense of solidarity for your brethren, but what's worse is your complete inability to imagine the joy of a life free of our enemies. Did you forget who's keeping us here against our will? Or are they paying you off? Oh, fighting talk! Well, the real question is, why should we sacrifice our lives in the pursuit of your unknown pleasure? Of course, you'll have no answer to that, unless you in some way admit that you are doing the bidding of the Grim Reaper himself. Which is why I find it highly amusing that you would slander me as some sort of stooge for the farmers to pick us off, when in fact it is in my interests, nay, all our interests, to find ways to improve our lives for the better instead of risking almost certain death trying to stay alive in your free new world. And with that flourish, Nola assumed a buffalo stance to lord it over a cowering Mixer. Except nothing of the sort happened. Mixer's stare hardened, if anything, while he muttered the word traitor repeatedly under his breath, which moved Nola to a rage. He strode towards his nemesis to meet him beak to beak, the perfect distance to deliver a telling-off in sotto voce. Perhaps you, like trusty, need explaining what's at stake here, Nola chided. The choice is not Christmas or freedom, it is Christmas and freedom, all this. He gestured towards the rest of the room, where the bloodied carcasses of all poultry, scrapping for space to breathe were staining into the walls and fecal tread marks were left to fester on the stone floor in the harsh bulb lights, and the darkened corners were stashed knee-high with piles of rotted limbs amputated from diseased gobblers, and the battered bodies of those same neutered toms huddled over them, crying over what they'd lost. Is this what you want when you could be out there somewhere in the free range? Returning Mixer's glare with interest, Nola made one last appeal to his stubborn counterpart. We're both better than this, old boy. I urge you to focus on the material rewards of Christmas. Just think of those trappings. The trappings? Still, Mixer held firm, dismissing the thought instantly. The trappings? Ha! <laughs> You're not as clever as you think. You two paint utopias precisely because you have no proof of what happens outside of you. But I will take my utopia over yours every time. Because a Christmas at the mercy of others is no freedom at all. That may be true, said Nola. But at least you can catch a glimpse of my utopia. Look around you. It is in the shape of every prized turkey here. Nola raised his wing above both their heads and toured a spacious, solitary pen in which Major Tom Fame Two stood proud, seemingly unruffled by the commotion beneath him, looking every inch this year's model with his plump belly, firm, smooth red wattle, bulging thighs, and the glistening feather skin. Everyone knew he was next in line for the promised land because he was decorated. Pinned to his breast was a large red rose head for his services to the farm. "'This is what my future looks like,' said Nola. "'What about yours?' Mix's eyes blazed ever more fiercely, but to the crowd he appeared speechless. Nola seized advantage of his silence by calling on the chorus for a decisive vote on the matter. "'All in favour of Christmas, say aye!' a great majoritarian-sounding shout of approval rang out from the crowd. And all those to the contrary? Say At that moment, the air filled with yelps of excitement from Fame 2, who was plucked from his pen, presumably for Christmas, and perhaps freedom.